Welcome to the Encounter Community Church Podcast, where we take God's Word and look at how we can utilize, practically apply it, and implement it into our lives. Welcome back to the Encounter Community Church Podcast. My name is Ken Ballard Jr. I'm the pastor here at Encounter Community Church. And I just wanted to cover some quick housekeeping things real quickly. If you are listening on our website, uh, what you can do is if you could go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, you could actually find us there. Go ahead and subscribe. That way when we post new, new podcasts, you'll be one of the first ones to be notified about it. Also, I wanted to let you know this. If our podcasts are encouraging to you, uplifting to you, I want to encourage you to think about a friend. Is there someone that you can share a podcast with that would be uplifted and encouraged by it as well? Maybe you can listen to it and then begin to discuss it and talk about it together. That'd be great. I would love to be able to cause conversations to happen, whether you agree with me or disagree with me or not. Because my, my point in sharing is not to be agreed with. It's not that. I'm hoping that Maybe in listening to this podcast would be an opportunity for your life to be uplifted or encouraged or challenged. But I know, but I know, and, and if you do disagree with some of the things that I say, but you continue to come back to the podcast, thank you so much. And I would also be open to hearing from you. So feel free to email me at encountersouthbay at gmail.com. That's the website or the email address for our church. But I would, I would love to hear your thoughts on some of the things that I share. If there are things that you disagree with, I would love to get into a dialogue about it. And who knows, maybe someday you might be a guest on the podcast where we could talk about it live. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I think it's important for us to realize, I think sometimes as pastors, we can be threatened by people who disagree with us. And we can also go into a power struggle against people who disagree with us. And, and that's not my goal. My goal is, hey, let's talk about it. Let's flesh it out. And then who knows? Maybe at some end of it, we can come to a conclusion. Maybe we will agree to disagree. But we can still meet to that point, get to that point. And, and I hope that this is something that is on all of our hearts, that we can get to that point where even if we disagree with someone, that we could disagree with them in such a way that they know that we still love them, that we know that we still, that they know that we still care about them, that they know that we respect them and honor their disagreement. Man, if we could just get to that point, we would make a lot of headway uh, into the lives of others. But of course, we know that last Sunday was Valentine's Day, and the Sunday before that was the Super Bowl. So we have the Super Bowl of football, followed up by the Super Bowl of love. And that's the closest I can get to Barry White. And if you don't know who Barry White is, I'm old. <laughs> That's what that says. And if you do know who Barry White is, show you right. That's about as close as I can get. <laughs> he had this incredible voice that I wish I had. I, I do. Like, I listen to certain people with their podcast voice or their radio voice. And I have to admit, I can be jealous of some of the voices that people out there because they're just so amazing, which, again, blows me away that you keep coming back to listening to this voice of mine because it is not the best radio voice that is out there, podcast voice that is out there. So thank you for continuing to come back. 
But we did. We had Valentine's Day. It was, it was a lot of fun. There was one disappointment because one of the things I'm working on is I'm trying to get to a point where I'm actually ahead of the game when it comes to my schedule. Usually I'm the guy who's waiting till the last minute, trying to get everything done last minute, and it doesn't come off as well as it could. So I've been working on that. Like this year with my Christmas present for my wife, I actually ordered it almost a month ahead of time. I know. Hell froze over. Like Satan was like, <laughs> that's, that's how much of a miracle that was. So this week, I, this month, I, last month, I tried to do the same thing with Valentine's Day. So I ordered my wife a gift from a website. I won't say the name of the website, but it rhymes with personallucky.com. <laughs> and the only reason why I say that is I'm, I still haven't received it yet. I still have not received what it was that I ordered yet, and I ordered it, I want to say, like, on January, like, 15th, like, mid-January. I ordered it pretty early to try to get it in time for Valentine's Day. So, hopefully, it'll arrive. It's something, I, I can't say what it is in case my wife happens to listen to the podcast. So, I, I won't say what it is, the gift that I got for her, but unfortunately, it hasn't arrived yet. And that's the thing that's really frustrating. It's like, when you try to get ahead of the game, when you're trying to do the right thing, when you're trying to get into that place, and things just don't work out the way that you want them to. Now, we still had a really great Valentine's Day. We hung out as a family. Uh, we got a lot of cheesecake gift cards given to us. So we went and got Cheesecake Factory for the family, and we hung out. We ate that last night. We ate breakfast as a family. Uh, my wife actually went out to Krispy Kreme. They had Valentine's Day-style donuts so we were able to eat some of those. And it was, it, was, it was a lot of fun, but I will say I was still disappointed that I wasn't able to get her the gift. Still might be amazing. And if it is, I'll come on and I'll say it's amazing. But if you order, order like four months ahead of time to make sure you get what it is that you order by the time that you ordered it. Hopefully it works out. So we'll see. I, I've emailed them and we've had conversations back and forth. So we'll just see how that works out. But again, we are in the middle of a series called More. And the idea of this series is those times where Jesus Christ shows up and he just does more than expected. He does more than you thought would happen. And, and Stan actually spoke last Sunday, so I want to encourage you to go back and listen to Stan's message. But I, I just wanted to, again, the goal of our podcast and our messages is to try to come together to create a complete thought for the week. And so we're going to dig into that today. And, and the message this weekend was called More Than a Fishing Trip. More Than a Fishing Trip. And so Stan really used it to, to encourage us to recognize that there's a greater purpose for our lives, there's a greater meaning for our lives. There's something that Jesus Christ has called us to, to step in and to be a model, to be that example, to, to really lead others to come to know Jesus and who he is. So again, if you missed it, I want to encourage you to go back and watch Dan's message. And I just wanted to also look at those passages, but also begin to look at them. Well, what's another angle that we can look at where, again, we put those two messages together and we complete, we complete uh, a, uh, we cause or create a complete thought or idea for the week. Sorry, I got a little bit tongue-tied there. <laughs> but with that in mind, here's what I really want you to think of. When are the moments that we expect 
Jesus to speak. And how is it that we expect him to speak? Because I can tell you the, the stories that get publicity, dare I say, in churches, maybe publicity, maybe testimonies, maybe stories told. But the ones that get magnified or amplified in churches are the ones where, you know, the guy is laying down in his bed and all of a sudden the, the, the clouds part and his ceiling lights up and there's a, ah, that moment and the God begins to speak to him. And I know that that's not what God sounds like, but that's just uh, just my imagination. So just roll with me <laughs> on that one. Just run with me with it. But those are the ones. I was on a retreat, and all of a sudden, I felt the presence of God. And I've had those. I've had those moments where God has used to speak to me incredibly. I can tell you about one. I mean, you may have heard this before, but I was on a mission trip to Kenya. And one of the things that they had us do was walking through. I was with this particular village, and they had us walking through with interpreters through this village, and we would be assigned different villages. So the village that I was assigned to, we were just walking through, and we were talking to people. And it was fun. Because we were Americans, people would tend to, like, stop what they were doing, come over and hang out, and chit-chat with us. So we get to this one place, and there's this guy that is actually sitting in a tree. He's a shepherd. And he's sitting in a tree. He's watching over all his cattle and, and sheep and everything. And so we go over and start talking to the guy. And as we're talking to the guy, I'm realizing that he's just not really into it. And the interpreters that I'm with start to argue with the guy. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's, that's, that's not what we want to do. That's not going to lead the guy to come to know Jesus. We're not here to argue people into the, G, into, into the kingdom. And so I just tell the guy, you know what? Hey, let's just walk away. Let's, let's just go. Let's just call it a day. And as we walk away, I begin to feel God telling me, go back. The best way for me to describe it was like this magnetic pull just kind of kept yanking me to go back. And the further we went away, the more that magnetic pull began to happen. And I didn't want to say anything because I had just almost argued with these guys, like, no, no, let's leave him alone. Let, let's walk away. Let, let's give him his space. Because, again, it's not going to do anyone any good, and we're not called to argue people into the kingdom. But I felt like God saying, go back, go back, go back. And the further we went, the stronger the pull got. So I, I turned to my interpreters, and I said, uh, I'm sorry, you guys. I know that might sound weird, but I feel like we need to go back. And they looked at me like I had lost my ever-loving American mind. Because <laughs> they were like, wait, you just argued with us to leave the guy alone, and now you're telling us to go back? And I said, I know. I know what it sounds like. But I feel like God is telling us to go back. So then we turn around, and we walk back to the spot, and we go over and we start talking to the guy, and the guy is still not interested. So I begin to question, like, God, why would you tell us to go back? Why would you tell us to talk to this guy? Why would you tell us to have these conversations if the guy is, is not interested? And you know that he's not interested. You know, I just started talking to the guy like normal as far as 
we stopped talking about the gospel and we just started talking about life. And we were going back and forth and everything. And, and it became a lot more comfortable in the conversation. And then he said, oh, here are my two brothers coming back. And right when he said that, we turn around and these two guys come through the thick grass with their cattle and with their sheep. And so he says, maybe you'd like to talk to them. And so we go over and we start talking to the guys. A couple of the interpreter went with one brother and I went with the other brother, with the other interpreter that I had with me. And we just start talking to the guy. And wouldn't you know, both guys that day decided we want to come to know Jesus. Really interesting how that works out. So now those are the stories that are told in churches where, where God speaks to us miraculously. Well, I want to look at a different story today, and that's the story that we looked at on Sunday. Again, called More Than a Fishing Trip. Where I think there are times where we miss God speaking just because we haven't been taught or told other ways that he can move. That he doesn't just speak to us in moments or times of the miraculous. That he does speak to us as we go through everyday, mundane, regular moments of life. It says in Luke chapter 5, one day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, that's another way of saying the Sea of Galilee. It was known for a couple of names. The people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by fishermen who were washing their nets. So let's take a step back there. Have you ever had those moments where, you know, you, you just want to end your day? You just want to go home. I remember I used to work at the Galleria Mall and I worked at a store called Lectors. It's not around anymore. The, actually, the company doesn't exist anymore, but it was, it was a houseware store. So you can come in and you could buy pots and pans and dishes and, and those kind of things and uh, kitchen appliances. Like it, it was one of those kind of stores. Just think about the kitchen section of Target, and that's kind of what we were. And so we're in there, and, and you know how at the end of the day, you just want to close, and you just want to go home. We get ready to let down the gate, and all of a sudden, someone comes running in, and they're like, hey, I just need to buy some placemats for my kitchen table, which turned into placemats, dishes, flatware, you know, that kind of thing. And you know what I'm thinking? It's the same thing that you think at the end of the day. I just want to go home. So I think that this is kind of where those fishermen were. They'd just been fishing all day. It's just a regular day for them. It's just a regular everyday thing. That's, that's what they did. They were fishermen. That's how they made their living. So they're at the end of their day. And it says they're washing their nets. Well, washing their nets symbolize we've done all the fishing that we're going to do. We're calling a day and we're going home. And it says he, talking about Jesus, got into one of the boats belonging to Simon. Simon is also another name for Peter. What happens is later on, as they're having a conversation, Jesus changes Simon's name to Peter. But it goes on to say and, and ask him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. So now you're, you're, imagine you're Peter, you're done for the day, you're ready to go home, and suddenly Jesus comes 
and he sits on the boat and he says, hey, let's just push out a little bit so I can talk to all the people. So you know what this was? An inconvenience to Peter. Because like I said before, he's done with his day. He's ready to go home. And, and sometimes the movement of God where it's greatest in our lives happens at those times where we just want to be done. We just want to go home. We just want to call it a day. We're done. And so as that goes on, it says in that passage, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon Peter, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. So wait a minute. You want to get in my boat, which I've already done for the day, and you want to talk to the people. That's fine. But now you're telling me, because remember, I had washed my nets. I was ready to go home. And now you're telling me to push out further into the deep water and fish some more? Like, come on, dude. And I'm sure that, like, again, that we've had those kind of moments where God is working in us, where God is calling us. And I'll tell you that sometimes the real measurement of faith is when we can be obedient when we don't want to be. I'm working on writing a devotional, which is basically, it's kind of like a Bible study. But you read some parts, you read a part of the Bible, and then there's some insight that is given to it. So I'm working on writing one of those and working through the Gospel of John, which is the fourth book of the New Testament, which is the second half of the Bible. And I'm going through John chapter 14, and there's this one statement that Jesus says. He says, if you love me, you will obey me. If you love me, you will obey me. Now, the problem with American love is we've connected American love with feeling, with emotion, with the notebook, <laughs> right? We, we've connected with moments like that. But if you go back and if you look at the Eastern mindset of love, if you look back at the biblical mindset of love, it's not just emotional. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave. So what do you see? You see action connected with it. The kind of love that the Bible encourages us to have is not just what is driven by emotion. It's, it's, it's deeper than that. It's not just driven by motivation. It's deeper than that. It's, it's something that's driven by commitment. It's driven by drive. It's driven by this aspect of prioritizing of values and that our actions are consistent with that even when we don't feel it. So this is what Jesus is asking Peter to do is to act out in your love for me even though you in your heart really don't want to do it. And I think that there are times where God is asking us to be willing to do the same thing as well. And it goes on to say, when they had done so, no, no, I'm sorry, I want to go back. In verse five, Simon answered, Master, we worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. We worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. So now this compounds it. Have you ever had those moments where you're done with your day and it has been one of those days where it has been unproductive, unsuccessful, and you're just hoping, I just want to end this day and come back tomorrow and give it a try. This is where Peter is at in this moment. Like, dude, I've done the fishing. 
hey, bro, Jesus, bro, we've been out since early this morning, all day long, and we have caught nothing. In other words, our day, as hard as we've worked, has been a complete and utter failure. So what you're telling me to do, Jesus, I've already been trying to do all day. But then he says this, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. That's obedience. I felt all day, I really don't want to do this, but Jesus, because you say so, I'll do it. I'll do it. And, and that is the challenge that we have in our lives, is when God is telling us to do something, can we turn to God and say, you know what, God, because you say so, I'll do it. And it, it goes on to say, when they had done so, they caught such a number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled the boats so full that they began to sink. Now, this is beautiful. So in this moment, they decide, okay, God, we're gonna be obedient to you. Jesus, we're gonna be obedient to you. We're gonna throw down our nets. And boom, they are hit with such success that it is mind-blowing. So much success that even the boats that they were in could not handle the capacity of what it is that they were able to accomplish in this moment. And I'm sure that we've all had those moments as well. Those moments where we said, God, if you will have your hand upon this, God, will you touch this? God, will you allow me to have success? God, will you... And, and because you're obedient, because I'm obedient, God, I'm going to do what you tell me to do, even when I don't want to do it. And boom, things still work out. Our marriage improves when we want to quit. It works out. Our job turns around when we want it to walk away. It works out. The finances somehow turn around. We've had those moments where we've decided to be obedient. I, I, I have so many stories of people who are struggling financially who said, okay, you know what, God? I'm going to trust you and I'm going to give. I'm going to give to the church because you called me to do so. I'm going to serve in the community because you called me to do so. I'm not going to stop doing what you called me to do even though right now I have my doubts and even though right now I am inconvenienced. And there's so many people, so many stories of people who decided to do that and the windows of heaven open and God opens a floodgate. So much so, I love it. In the book of the Bible called Malachi, which is the very last book of the Old Testament out of the first half of the Bible, God is talking about giving and he says, just trust me and watch and see if I will not open up the floodgates so wide that you will not have room enough to receive that blessing in your life. Now, there are moments where it does work out that way. Sometimes it does not. So I want to make that really clear too. I'm not saying just because you'll be, you'll be obedient that things will work out. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they don't. But sometimes, every once in a while, we'll have that moment where God does something absolutely Phenomenal. Absolutely 
phenomenal. And then it says this. This is the part that I really wanted to get to. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me. Lord, I am a sinful man. In other words, you, you bless me. I don't deserve the blessing. The blessing of Jesus reminded Simon of his own struggle and his own failures and how much he was unworthy of what it was that Jesus was pouring out and giving to him. And I think many of us have had those kind of moments as well. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. Verse 11. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. There was something that Stan said on Sunday that was really powerful. He said, past realities are not an accurate indicator of future possibilities. I love that. Past realities are not accurate indicators of future possibilities. That is, I, I love that. That is an absolutely beautiful saying. One of the things that we try to do at Encounter is we want to encourage you to look at things on another level, next level thinking, next level examination of things. How many times have we been blessed by God? And we will say thank you to Jesus, but then it just stops there. What if in that everyday Monday moment where God does something really incredible, he's trying to lead you to something different? And that's what he did with Peter, James, and John. And Peter's brother, Andrew, was probably with him as well. But that's what he did with him, is in this moment, they have this everyday thing. They have this everyday experience. It ends in failure. God does something really incredible. And then they begin on the invitation of Jesus to realize my life can be a part of something bigger. So I, I want to encourage you to look beyond the blessing. Look beyond the favor of God that is poured out on you to begin to ask yourself a simple question. Does Jesus have something more planned for my life? Is Jesus using this blessing to reveal a greater purpose for me? What is the role of this that Jesus is pouring out to me? And maybe, just maybe, as we begin to dig through that blessing, we will begin to recognize all that God offers. And even more so, not just what God offers, but that God gives us the opportunity to be able to partner with him to where we are making an eternal difference for our lives. It's interesting because before they are invited to introduce people to Jesus, Jesus reveals how incredible he is to them. And now they have a story to tell of how it was an ordinary day 
we had failed all day. And Jesus gave us such an outpouring. And I believe that the same way that Jesus blessed us, he desires to pour into your life. But even greater than that, he didn't just bless us with fish. He blessed us with purpose. Ooh, that's good. Let me, let me say that again, because I'm on a roll. <laughs> but let me say that again. He didn't just bless us with fish. He blessed us with purpose. So maybe go back and look at, he didn't just bless you with finances. Or he didn't just bless your relationship. Is there something greater that Jesus is leading you to? Because that's what he does. Many times he does more than we ever expected. Well, again, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. So honored to have you with us, allowing us to be a part of your life on this journey together. And I just wanted to let you know, again, for those of you that are interested, we are launching outdoor services once again. So that is going to be on, on Sunday, February the 28th at 10.30 a.m., We'll be in our parking lot. We'd love to have you come out and join us for that. Bring a mask or wear your mask and bring a chair because we will be practicing social distancing. But again, it's a great opportunity for that. And just continue to be praying for our nation. COVID is going in a better direction. Praise God for that. Let's continue to pray that it moves in that direction. And let's just pray that we can continue to get to a point and move to a point where one day we can get back to life in some aspect of normal. So just a quick reminder, encounters about three things. Love up. Let's fall madly and passionately in love with him. What is one way that you can love God more today than you did yesterday? Love out. What is one way that you can love your fellow man better today than you did yesterday? Maybe you could serve. Maybe you can encourage. Maybe you can uplift. Maybe you can connect. Maybe you can just hang out and grab a cup of coffee. But what is it? And finally, love in. How are you growing? How are you developing? How are you taking steps to become a better you? Well, again, thank you so much. Take care. God bless you. And we'll see you once again next week. Thank you so much for joining us for the Encounter Community Church podcast. If you could do us a favor, whatever service it is that you're listening to this podcast on, please rate and review us. If there's anything that we can do better, please let us know. But by rating and review, it also make our podcast easier for others to be able to find. If you would like to support us at Encounter financially with what it is that we're doing to make a difference in our community, whether it's the mobile food bank, whether serving at North High School, or making a difference, again, in our community, feel free to head over to our website, encountercommunity.church. Click the link that says online giving. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That way when we post new live streams or new vlogs, you'll be updated. As well as please head over to Facebook and like our page. That way when we post new podcasts, again, new vlogs, new live streams, or have church events, you'll be updated and know what's going on here at Encounter. As we said before, thank you so much. We're so glad to have you with us. And we look forward to you being a part of the podcast next week.